0: the Comedian's Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Clausen. Join my husband, stand-up comedian Leland Clausen, and I as we chat with guests about marriage, family, work, and everything in between. On today's episode, we do not have a guest. It's just Leland and I, and we're going to be talking about perseverance in marriage.
1: So am I interviewing you or are you interviewing me?
0: I'm not sure. Uh, So just so you know, at home, Leland is not super happy about talking about (laughs) this at all. (laughs) He looks a little bit green on the other side of the table. That's just how I always look now. (laughs) So this could either be really good or really painful for all of us. We can't tell yet. To be honest, when we first kind of were thinking of things that we wanted to discuss, I was like, well, who are we to talk about this? What do we know? Why would anyone listen to us? Um, and and that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. I think all of those things are very true, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, we have been married for a long time and we have persevered. Yeah. And so I think it might be helpful for people if we just share a little bit of some of the things that we've struggled with, um, and some help that we've gotten. So I have shared my testimony. Um, if you haven't heard it, uh, I've written it out online. It's on our about us page. You can go check it out so that you know. But um, in short, I had an abortion before I met Leland and I did not tell him about it until after we got married, I think about a year in. Um,
1: You didn't put that in your.
0: I didn't. I felt like it was a whole nother story that I just didn't know if I should Mm -hmm. get into because it would just take another three pages. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So I think that was not a great way to start. A marriage when you're being <laughs> dishonest with your spouse, um, which I didn't see it that way at the time. I thought it's in my past. I just want to leave it in my past. But um, obviously when it's something kind of that major your spouse needs to know before you get married. So how did that make you feel, Leland, hearing about it after we got married? Yeah, I
1: mean, I was obviously uh, you know, empathetic to and sympathetic to to you, just because of what you'd you'd been through and stuff as you explained it to me, obviously I'm on your side right mm-hmm. um but yeah the the trust factor like that as you know, that's a huge deal to me if someone doesn't tell me the truth, yeah or or hides the truth or whatever, and so yeah, that was
0: it was hard, yeah, to. Did it just take time for you to trust me again? or
1: I still don't trust you. <laughs>
0: what, 20 How do I know that? Five years later.
1: This, you might not even actually have a podcast. <laughs> I don't even believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, no, I think it takes, uh, well, you know, you know from our marriage that it takes time when somebody breaks your trust that you, it takes a while to build up. And I don't know if it's ever... A hundred percent, because now you're thinking about it. So if you're thinking about it, period, mm. there's a reason you're thinking about it, and that's because of a, a, a failure of trust, right? Right. So that's kind of always there. Then mm. I always think you're lying to me.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know.
1: <laughs> no, but obviously it can. You know.
0: Yeah, definitely. It takes time, at least, to rebuild that trust in each other. Yeah. Um, So I would say our probably first five years were definitely the rockiest. Well, Um, you
1: said, I don't know if we said this on a podcast before, but I came to you at one point in time and said, how old do you think I was to be mature enough to actually be married? And this is when I was like in my forties or whatever. And you said, um, 35. (laughs) And that was the (laughs) same number I had in my head. (laughs) I was just really immature. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea. Like I I really wish I really wish marriage would have been explained to me. I feel like theologically that's something that wasn't
0: explained. Wasn't
1: covered well enough for me.
0: Yeah. I think oddly enough we kind of got our idea of marriage obviously from our parents. But also for movies, which is really bizarre when you think about it.
1: Which, why? What movies? What do well, you mean? just
0: this kind of romantic hmm. version of what you think.
1: Well, you, you dropped the, the bomb on me on our uh, marriage counseling before we got married. <laughs> right. And Pastor Camplin talking about, well, love's a choice. And I was like, a choice. And I look over at you and you're, yeah, mm hmm. I'm like, what? I'd never heard that. Not once in my life had I heard that before. See, and
0: I heard that because my parents struggled in their marriage for a time, and so my mom had said that to me, and and I got to see yeah, them live that, that out.
1: That dis- that destroyed a part of me. It was like a choice, like you have to. But that's that's me taking in Hollywood's romantic, right? yeah. Like, so you no, actually you'll know had, all that kind of that garbage about you'll know and it's this and that. You're talking about puppy love. You're talking about infatuation, right? You, that you can't be married for fifty years on that.
0: Well, and we kind of think that women have that romantic view of marriage, and it's women only that think that way. But it, but it's so it's interesting that men have also kind of been fed the same line, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean. It doesn't make marriage seem very appealing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose every day. You got to wake up, suck it up and love that person. Yeah. That stinky mess beside
0: you. <laughs> Are we talking about you or me now?
1: <laughs> I'm talking about my morning breath. Right. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh so that was that was uh that was still difficult for me even after we got married. That whole choosing like you didn't fall in love with me you just chose because i knew that you had some really terrible boyfriends before me so i was like oh so you're just like well i can't keep going like this so i guess i'll just choose him
0: because <laughs> he's
1: a pretty good christian boy that's that's how in my mind was going uh-huh. on and i didn't feel special then right Right. I'm pretty pathetic.
0: No, I think that makes sense.
1: Well, and I ran into, and this is where I run into problems is that I, and I mentioned this, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier or not, um, but attention is really, seeking attention was really, uh, and, and from women mainly, mm-hmm. was was, um, was my downfall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love, I, I'm an introvert. I don't want to be around a bunch of people, but I love getting on stage. And then after the stage talking and stuff like that, I can, I can put that on and, and all that. But early on in our marriage, I, I loved getting positive feedback, <laughs> positive reinforcement, <laughs> um, from, from women at shows and stuff. And we, I, I didn't start doing comedy till after we were married. So uh, I didn't know how to act, and and so in my mind it was like, as long as you don't, you know, here's a here's a line, yeah. As long as I don't cross this line, I can I can get all the attention right up until there, right? which is just that. First of all, that's not the way to do marriage, right? Like, oh yeah, if I just make a line and then not, that's not treating, that's not cherishing you, right? And that's not that's not treating marriage and the covenant of marriage. And and loving like Christ loved the church. Yeah, that's I, that's not a good example of that.
0: Are, well, if I can go right to this line, I remember saying to you, that's not that's disrespect to me. You're not being respectful, and you're like, really?
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> well, stop. We, we even there's another discussion there, and that's that's you, you thought I was flirting sometimes. Yeah. When, when I was like, oh, I had no idea that's even flirting. Just talking, but maybe that's attention too.
0: Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. But that that really was just the first few years. So there's another line across.
1: <laughs> no. no, but, and I should say this, and I, and this is why we started talking about what we're going to talk about, uh, yesterday. And I just, I did not want to talk about this, but if it's helpful to people, then we probably should. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really dangerous when you say, I'm going to get all this attention from someone else who's not my wife. As long as I don't cross this line, I'm fine because, First of all, it's the wrong attitude to have. And secondly, and that's not honoring your wife the way you're supposed to. And secondly, you're going to cross that line because you're if you keep bringing it right up to the,
0: right. Oh, there we go. Just temptation is too much.
1: And then it's like, oh, oh, whoops, wait a minute. That's not at all what I, well, it started way back over here, not right, not right at the line. It started right. when you were loving the attention too much. And so, so yeah, I made, I made a, a, a couple of mistakes that way and and i'm i'm not I, I mean i want to paint it as as um something that wasn't you know deeply uh breaking of the trust with you by saying oh you know it's a mistake There's a line
0: i just crossed the line a
1: bit that's not yeah that's that's not i i, I yeah it's
0: still a breach of trust it's
1: still a breach of your trust and, yeah. and so i had to To work to get that back.
0: Yeah. So we were both struggling with trust for each other, which your career really didn't help much.
1: (laughs) Well, then I go off. You know, it's funny because just I I realize how far we have come and and how I'm a lot smarter now and and put those hedges and protections in place. That's why I don't understand it when people get so mad when somebody puts a... Like oh I can't be alone in a car or something and you're kind of like wow well, right but can you do it this time <laughs> yeah whatever but it's like if somebody stands firm on that I'm like okay I get it because that's you obviously them. are putting something in place because yep. this is some this yep. is what you need to put in place exactly so
0: and like, maybe they just need to put it in place for the sake of their wife so that their wife can
1: and, and can't. I've and I've experienced that working with yep. with, uh, with a guy in the road and and I think for him it was just totally about honoring his wife that way yeah. and I learned from working with him I was like oh yeah that's important too
0: <laughs> It does feel like I've been on I know I understand both ends of that like I've I've been in situations where men have very clear boundaries that men that I've worked with or have clear boundaries and and I feel a little bit offended <laughs> because I feel like what Doesn't he want any attention from me? No, it's like, well, I'm not going to do anything. What? What's wrong with you? Right, right. But I do, on the other side of that, realize as the wife of someone who travels a lot and has struggles with that kind of wanting attention that. It is something so important in your marriage and and just maintaining that trust. And yeah, it's great. Um, So we've read a few books about this kind of stuff. And Francis Chan has a great one called You and Me Forever. And he says this, uh, I'm just going to quote from his book. Um, He says, again, our marriage problems are not really marriage problems. They are heart problems. They are God problems. Our lack of intimacy with God causes a void that we try to fill with the frailest of substitutes like wealth or pleasure, like fame or respect, like people, like marriage. And I think that's so that's so right. That
1: basically just describes uh where I failed. <laughs>
0: well, it me to meets you. I you know mean, right?
1: Like like that.
0: Yeah. And and it's so true. I mean, I I think that was the part we were never taught is that you need to focus on God and yeah, what and yeah. if your relationship with God is good then your marriage will be good. We have a
1: little bit of a you know in the in the Christian subculture a little bit of this uh marriage idol. Yeah. And and like a marriage can be so much better if if you don't if it's not an idol and if you're not looking to if it if to fulfill you but instead putting God first and 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 getting fulfilled from God, and then through your marriage, growing in that in that relationship with God, and that's that's what it's designed for. That's how right. God designed it, right?
0: So, why do you think that we didn't just throw in the towel? I mean, it was a rough first few years for us, and you keep it was saying hard. that like it was. I I re- rougher on you. <laughs> I did. <mean, laughs> I didn't. I didn't, ha- I didn't
1: know what to expect. Yeah, I like. I, I had no idea.
0: I think our life was so different than my parents that it really threw me for a loop. And then, be- yeah, I don't well, know. Well,
1: our, our marriage looks so different than your parents. It does. They never fought in front of you, whereas nope. my parents were swinging at each other every every night. Right, <laughs> or, <laughs> or literally, literally swinging at each other. <laughs> no, not at all. But but we would have even even passionate conversations in my household you'd consider fights. Yep. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. They're, they they agree with each other.
0: But they've raised right? their voices <laughs> and <laughs> they're <laughs>
1: angry. And it's like, oh, they're mad? No, 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 they're not mad. That's not mad fighting. That's just
0: I know it's odd. discussing train.
1: passionately.
0: Yeah. You discuss things passionately, passionately with me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get used to that. That was hard in the beginning. I would kind of want to run away from those conversations because I couldn't think fast well, enough or w- reply quick w- enough.
1: Yeah, and I'm just trying to solve the, the problem.
0: Right. You're a good communicator, but it really in my face about it.
1: That I remember that when, when we had did have fights or disagreements that turned into fights or whatever, that you would always just shut down and not want to discuss it. And I'm like, how are we ever going to, like, just time? Time is going to make this better? No, we need to figure this out. Right. But
0: So do you think that was maybe one of the main, I mean, obviously we come from Christian homes where we were taught that well, the Bible clearly says that um, that when you become married, you're no longer two but one flesh, and whatever God has joined together, let no man separate. So we really it was a covenant. Our marriage vows were a covenant between you and I and God, and so we were very serious about that commitment to each other. And I don't think we ever really considered divorce.
1: I think because we both were committed. When, when things did get rough or, or mistakes did happen, I think we know, like, we got to work on this and, and, you know, and I've got to ask for forgiveness or, or, or whatever those things are to reconcile. Yep. But we know, which I think helps know on the other side of this, we're still together.
0: Right. We're going to work through it. We're 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 going to figure out a way. That
1: that was never an option. And I'm not, you know, and I'm not trying to. I know there's abuse in in certain relationships and things like that, and I'm I'm certainly not um, judging any of those at all. But, um, but I know for us, that was never an option.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Abuse is a completely different topic. And I think we should maybe just kind of take this time to say that if you're unsure of whether you should be staying in your marriage or not, we, there's lots of great help out there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, on our website, um, under our resources page, there's a link to doing family right. The counselors there would right. be able to Talk walk to you Dave through and, that and yeah. guide you and give you good, godly, biblical advice. So
1: Also, no. but do we have the book, uh, Dr. Gary Thomas? No. No, so that was a little you're... bit
0: different than I thought it would be, yeah. Oh, okay. It's more about toxic people, which oh. is really interesting, too. I actually, I want to read Gary Tom's. new You were new interested book.
1: in that, were you? <laughs> well,
0: no. Why, You're Carrie? not toxic at all. No? No, and I feel like we've come Britney so... Britney Spears is. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. Her <laughs>
1: song, Toxic.
0: Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> that toxic. Anyway um what was i gonna say but we <laughs>
1: i don't know but it couldn't have been as good as my gym <laughs> i don't think my so. britney spears no. gem couldn't have been as valuable um, sorry about that
0: but we have come a long way and we've grown together and we've learned together and i just want to read this um quote from timothy keller's the meaning of marriage and um i think it just totally it says it so much better than i could but So he says, when over the years someone has seen you at your worst and knows you with all your strength, strengths and flaws, yet commits him or herself to you wholly, it is consummate. It is a consummate experience. To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense humbles us from our own self-righteousness, self and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us.
1: It, it's like Timothy Keller was a guest.
0: You, you <laughs> might as well say he was.
1: Let's put that
0: on. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that is so cool how marriage does teach us about um, God's love for us and how it's unconditional and we don't deserve to be forgiven um, but we're forgiven anyway and yeah and I think we forget that marriage is there to refine us. We kind of talked about that a little bit with Cleto and his wife Lynette at the mm-hmm. last episode and mm-hmm. and I just love that couple so much yeah. and their honesty and and I could so relate with what they were saying and
1: <laughs> we, we got off the <laughs> after we finished uh, recording And we decided that, that, uh, Carrie and Lynette are the, well, Carrie's like the, the, uh, or no, is it, how how do we say it? I think you said the American, you
0: said that on the podcast, the American version of us, but we, Cleto has said to me a few times over the years, you and my wife would really get along. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the first time I've really been able to talk to Lynette and I really enjoyed it. I I agree with him. (laughs) We would really get along. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so I really feel it comes down to i I feel like for us anyway, forgiveness has kind of been the most important thing well
1: you you said something to me one time, uh, and I don't know if you want to expand on this now or not, but you had said that uh, uh one and one of those those times that I had made a mistake that it was really God who, who helped you to, mm. if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have been able to forgive me.
0: Yeah. You know what? I, I forgot about that. I, I did not know what to do. And I was praying. I felt very alone. I didn't really want to share with anyone kind of the struggles that we were having because I felt like it would kind of demean our marriage and people would be judgmental. And I don't know. It was a whole bunch now of... Now dumb- we
1: just don't care. <laughs> now
0: we don't care anymore. <laughs> but I don't know what was holding me back, but it was probably all not good reasons. But... So I was, but it, one thing it did do is really push me towards God and uh, asking for God's counsel in my life. And I remember just praying and just saying, God, what do I do? And it was almost audible. He just said the words forgive. And it was just so clear. And it sounded so easy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so simple, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, I have to do one more quote, because these guys are all my favorites. John Piper, Desiring God.
1: Do you want me to read one?
0: Yeah, you read that one.
1: Christ always forgives more and endures more than we do. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Bear with as he bears with you. This holds for whether you are married to a believer or an unbeliever. Let the measure of God's grace to you in the cross of Christ the measure of your grace to your spouse
0: um so i know we've really just touched on this today but hopefully um it'll be helpful for some of you out there and yeah we just encourage you to just persevere and when you can get through that tough tough stuff together um your marriage will just be that much stronger and um it's a pretty cool pretty cool experience
1: being on the other side now uh yeah, I I feel like this, and I've said this before. I feel like where our marriage is the strongest when we are a team working to build God's kingdom. Yep. Like now we're on the same team. Our now focus we have the is same the same. goals. Our focus is the same, and uh, and yeah, so I feel like we're we're much stronger. I just you know, and this is something that Gary Thomas, uh, one of his books, had. had it just just really struck me it was about treating you um that you're you're uh you're a, a daughter uh of the father so he's he's like my father-in-law
0: <laughs> really is that how he explained it
1: yeah and so you know you know god is holy and, and god when I come before God, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm so humbled and so, but then when I think of in those terms of, but how do you, how does he view you? You're his, his daughter. So am I treating his daughter, uh, th- the way I should be? Hmm. A- and that, you know, I guess when it comes to, to cherishing and to loving, cause it is, I don't know, it goes beyond just loving, I guess is what I'm saying. It does. And that's not to d- guilt people into, it's not to guilt me into like, oh, I'm not doing a good enough
0: job. No, we're selfish by nature, aren't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's not to, to guilt me into those things, but it's, it's, it's to motivate me when I know how much God loves me and I know how much he loves you, how much does he want me to help take care of you?
0: We're just helping each other finish the race and finish strong. Yeah. And I think... So often we just want to think about our own immediate needs and our own immediate desires, and and we forget about why how short our time here is on Earth, and keeping our helping each other keep our eyes on eternity, hmm. and on God's purpose for our life. Yeah, if you want to read more about marriage, we really recommend *The Meaning of Marriage* by Timothy Keller. Uh, you and me together forever. No, you and me forever. Marriage in Light of Eternity, Francis Chan.
1: Francis And then Lisa Chan.
0: Francis and Lisa Chan. Wrote guy, yep. And then John Piper, Desiring God. Um, he has an article, Marriage, God's Showcase of Covenant-Keeping Grace. Um, and then, of course, we, we did interview Gary Thomas, um, who wrote a book called Cherish, and that was amazing, too. So all those links will be on our website. I we encourage you to check them out. And we encourage you to persevere in your marriage.
1: Keep on keeping on, everybody.